0: If you would like to know different strategies to improve your quality life during your cancer journey, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Taking Charge of My Cancer Podcast, where I'll be interviewing different healthcare professionals, cancer survivors, and I'll be teaching you different resources, tips, and solutions so you can get the best outcomes while dealing with cancer. Welcome to episode 13 of my podcast, Taking Charge of My Cancer. I'm Darley Muñoz, your host, and I am so excited to have a great guest today, Erica DeMarc. So Erica is a physical therapist with over 20 years of clinical expertise. Um, She's the founder of Step and Connect and a company that's dedicated to improve balance and reducing falls with innovative devices and educational programs. She invented the patent balance matter system to offer a fun, functional, and a science-backed approach to train balance. It's portable and affordable. Use multisensory feedback and multimodal training to maximize motor learning performance. Now people effectively find the just right balance exercises to improve their balance and movement. Erica is the author of a children's book called "How Do You Balance Like That." and develop an integrational balance program, Balance app that goes along with the book. Her passion for learning and teaching is amazing. She serves as an affiliated faculty member at South College Physical Therapy School. She edited the Parkinson chapter of the pathology textbook, um, implications for the physical therapist. She has, a, uh, she has presented a multiple conference and teach continuing education courses globally on the importance of incorporating balance and model learning into exercise programs. Erica teaches balance workshops and group exercise classes for individuals with Parkinson's disease and older adults. She loves collaborating with other therapists to best serve their clients and consults with other organizations to develop balance programs. So Erica, thank you so much for being here and welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited. Yeah. So can you believe that the first time I met you was on an NLN? where you were actually presenting your balance markers, And I was like, oh my God, this is an amazing idea. And I think that was maybe the beginning of your business. And I don't remember if that was, I don't know if that was maybe six years ago. I know it was before COVID, but I don't remember.
1: Yeah, it was six years ago. And yep, that was my first conference actually that I presented them at and then also just presented some new concepts. Um, so yeah, that was the very beginning.
0: Yeah, that was amazing. And then thank you. So actually we hook up and then we have one of your system here in the clinic that we use quite a bit. Sometimes I like, oh my God, what is this balance matters? We need to try to really get it over there. Uh, So it has been really fun to work with that. So thank you for doing that. That's amazing. So you want to tell us about your your mission, your business? How do you end up doing this?
1: Yeah, so I started... um, When I came up with the concept, uh, it was basically the product which made me start my company, but I've been always interested in fall prevention and balance training, but more specific balance training, right? So balance, when people think of balance, a lot of clients think of just standing on one foot, right? And there's so much more to it. So I was working at a vestibular clinic at the time and a lot of my clients were looking up, you know, for different populations, but maybe trying to take a bigger step, looking at like a tape on the ground or trying to um, improve things using their visual system. And I was like, how do we integrate the other sensory systems? Because I was working at a vestibular clinic. So I wanted to say, how do we integrate our use of our ears for balance, our sense of touch and not over rely on our visual system? Um, So that's how it kind of came about me really trying to include the sensory systems for balance um, and then developing a product and then a mission of my company is to kind of look at different ways to train balance because not everybody, um, everyone has a different way that they like to do exercise. Um, so the balance matter Systems one, uh, it was, can, the idea was that it could be in the clinic and then also at home, like to be more affordable so people can, if they were in a rural area or they're coming that they can still have specialized equipment. Um, but then I also developed an uh, intergenerational program for people who maybe need a child or have something else a, a different way to introduce the balance system so I'm always looking at ways how do we include to match different people's personalities for balance um, so that's kind of how it all started is looking how do we include the sensory systems not just our core and strength training that some people think of for balance like there's other components got you were
0: you always planning to do this it's become a PT and then doing this Definitely not.
1: (laughs) Um, You know, some people, even at the PT school, they have this mission to own their own business. I was not that, um, you know, PT. I worked in some really good clinics and had great mentors over my career. Um, So I really started that I came up with this idea and I asked one of my mentors, like, am I crazy? I really conceived like this auditory cueing. I think like we need to look at this a little bit more. How do we get people to understand their movement patterns better? And she's like, I love the idea and I you know, I was, I think my daughter was, she's eight now. So when I came up with the idea, she was like a baby, you know, one of those that like you're not sleeping. I was that mad scientist playing around <laughs> with different things. So then I was like, I got some support from my husband, from my family to say, just go for it. So it was definitely not in my plan as a PT. It was more the idea came and then I'm like, I need to try to reach more people. Um, Cause I was really good in my getting really out, good outcomes for my patients, but I'm like, I can help so many more people if I bring this to the table. So
0: that's kind of how it started. Got you. Will you give us three valuable tips that you learn about your journey? To give yourself
1: grace that you learn more as you go, right? Because one thing, there's so many things I'm like, oh, I wish I did this from the get-go, you know, for just a business. Um, and I think this is, uh, applies to everything, sometimes we look back and said, I wish I started this way, but we didn't know better from the beginning, and now you have that knowledge, and you can change that, so that would be one tip, Um, I was a clinician, you know, I'm still a clinician at heart, to own your own business, to manufacture, all to get a patent, all of that, I had no clue, and I had to do a lot of research, so I made some mistakes along the way, but I learned from them, and then continued to grow, so I think from anything you do, just to give yourself some grace, and know it's a learning process, um, would be one tip. Um, you said three,
0: Uh, uh, let me think of
1: two more. Yeah. So that would, that would be my biggest tip is to, to give yourself some grace and to continue to learn. I guess another tip would be to reach out, um, to, if you have like an idea. So if it's a entrepreneurship or anything, I even say this to my children, like if you have an idea, reach out to other people who maybe did something similar to you. So when I um, was interested in doing a product, I actually researched what other PTs also invented products and emailed them, cold call them. They've met with me, they told me their mistakes, what I learned from them, network. So, you know, reach out to other um, professionals in that space. Um, we are all willing to help each other out. Like I've had people reach out to me after that. So, same thing if there's something you want to try new. Um, reach out to people who've been doing it a lot longer than you and you can learn from them and um they can direct you in those ways. Guys,
0: gotcha. so you. That would be interesting. How about some tips for our oncology population and their balance?
1: Yeah, so regarding balance, I think like I said before, people think balance is, you know, they when they say it's a pet peeve of mine when someone says, I just want to improve my balance, <laughs> right? So what kind of balance do you want to improve? So I think that when you become more specific and and there's different scales um, that can help you with that, but you know what, my balance, I feel less balanced when I'm walking in the dark, when I have to actually go to the bathroom and there's no light. Um, That's gonna give a a clinician a better idea of what type of assessment they should do, what kind of exercise. Maybe your balance is different when you're walking down a hill um, or an incline, you feel off balance, or maybe it's in a crowd, in a small space, you don't feel balanced, or you're afraid if someone's going to bump into you, your balance is different. So when you start really thinking of the situation, the environment um, that your balance might change, that actually can help with your treatment better and your exercise and your outcomes. So one tip would be to really key into what type of, when does your balance change? Um, so then they can do, the therapist can do a better assessment and give you a better treatment plan. And then number two would be, once you understand that, I look at like restorative versus compensatory strategies. So a compensation would be, hey, you know what? I feel really off balance when it's dark, and I have a risk of falling if I'm going to the bathroom and the light is off, or if I'm at a movie theater and I have to get to the bathroom um, and they didn't turn the lights on. Then a compensation would be use a light, right? To have like a little flashlight on your phone to help you, or maybe have um, a light, a nightlight, or something like that. Versus a restorative would be doing an exercise with your eyes closed somewhere safe to improve that kind of sense of um, balance. So I think once you can connect those dots a little bit more of when you have poor balance, you're going to have better outcomes than just doing a general balance program because each of it might be an ear that um, is more impaired based on you know a medicine that you were on or something, or it could be um, your sense of feeling through your feet that's changed and that's going to change your balance. So really. Keying into that, you know, matching where you feel unbalanced with the exercises will help you.
0: Perfect, perfect. How about the most uh, painful lesson that you have learned through your journey? The most painful lesson.
1: So, a journey as an entrepreneur, (laughs) um, like that, would be the more of the question. Um, I think if I look back. I think some of the manufacturing pieces of learning of um, just on how how complex that was, because I have all these different pieces of different. So I was very ambitious in the beginning to um, have different textures and different kits. I think I would have kept it simple to begin with, and then kind of build on that versus just trying to do all of it, because then I'm manufacturing different pieces. So that would be one painful um, journey. and. Another uh, one thing is when I was saying connecting, I I wish I did a little bit more research. Like now I am connecting with the um, an engineering school who's helping design a new clicker for me because I want a different sound. So I had all these goals of what I want, but there's actually are some avenues that you don't have to pay R and D and stuff and can kind of get that um, that I wish I knew from the beginning, you know. But you learn, right? As I said before, you
0: kind of um, in that direction. Excellent, very good. Well. Um, how about is anything that you have that will be a value for our audience? And will you share that with us?
1: Yeah, so I think um one is like I was saying, um, so the system that I developed is looking at feedback, but I also think of um so two things. I, I talk about when you're doing balance training as one is your mindset. So I talk to this all clients. So this would be one tip is I would say majority of people who do, and I would be interested what you think of this, Darley, is um. When someone's doing a balance exercise, what are they thinking about? Have you ever asked that question to any of your clients?
0: I think they are thinking, I don't want to fall. I want to stay in position, right? So yeah. like we focus on a place so I can be on position. When I focus, I feel like I can control it better.
1: Yeah. So ask that question to be like the next day, just ask your clients that almost everybody says exactly what you said first is they don't tell me the position part. They say, I hope I don't fall. I'm trying not to fall. And then I use that analogy, um, you know, we just had basketball, the Nuggets one here, right? So if somebody's at the basketball and do you think they're going to say, I hope I don't miss, or I hope I, you know, don't strike out, they're going to think of how they can perform. They're going to think of the movement they want. And for some reason with balance, we think of what we don't want. We don't want to fall we don't like so I tell people instead think well what is the cue that you want to do to improve your balance and many people don't have that tip or cue so that's where I think therapists need to train to. provide those feedback to is it a weight shift is it like what's happening to improve that balance and give them those tips. Um, versus trying to tighten up and trying to not fall because then you don't have a good strategy. So my first tip would be to really look at your mindset and different cues. There's a lot of books um, we're talking about books, um, external focus of attention. So rather than thinking of your body parts, maybe you have to move your belt buckle over your shoelace to stand on one foot versus trying to shift your hips over. So like really cueing your um, different um, external cues, like they have that for golfers a lot. So that would be one. A second tip would be when you're balancing, I use um, the Balance Matters. So um, you can go to my website to look at it. When we look at balance, we're looking at the timing and then the space. So sometimes when you're balancing, maybe you're really good at a small step, but when you take a bigger step, you don't have good balance. So understanding where I said the Goldilocks zone or getting the right dose, my system kind of helps you understand how big of a step can you take? So And then you can, can progress that. So maybe at six inches, when I have my feet six inches apart, I only have to shift my center of mass six inches to stand on one foot. But when I have my feet 18 inches, I have to move that much further to stand on one foot. Right? So learning how to, um, that your the size of your position or your stance um, can change how you balance and the speed. So a lot of us exercise at comfort speed, I would say. Um, so all of a sudden, if we move slower or we move faster and the clicks can kind of help you understand that rhythm, does that change your balance? Because sometimes we have to rush to go answer the door and we have to move faster. sometimes someone's walking in front of us really slow and we have to just slow down our pace. Can we change our pace and still have good balance? Um, so it's important to someone assess and to, for you to get that awareness of that. So those would be two things to um, that the balance matter system kind of can help with that. And then the third would be looking at your sensory system. So The system actually has texture, so if you lose your sense of touch and you have a neuropathy that you can't feel the bottom of your feet, there's lots of different things on on the market that can kind of help increase that um, input. So standing on the textured foot pads will give you that input to know is all your weight on your heels, you might activate the front clicker to shift forward, you start learning how to use your ankles differently. I have people wear yoga socks with the toes spread out. So it kind of gives even more input through their feet. So there's different ways to um, increase that input so that you can have better balance. So those would be my three.
0: That was awesome. So how can people find you? And so for the audience um, out there, um, I'll put all her information on the description of the podcast, but will be a good place for them to find you. So you can go on the
1: website, it's um, step, S-T-E-P, the word end, A-N-D, and then connect, dot com. So stepandconnect.com. Um, and there um, you'll see the products that we have. We have a blog that has some education there, some resources. Um, I also have a podcast that I've interviewed um, a lot of different professionals on um, all regarding balance. Um, and then there's even um, just exercise of the month series that we just started um, so different exercises with some research that can help you, um, kind of get started with new exercises.
0: Awesome. Perfect.
1: How about a couple of books that you would recommend? So one that I started, my husband started reading it. Have you read Miracle Morning? Miracle Morning? No, I haven't. Miracle Um, so it talks about, and I'm starting it with my daughters of like how you can be more productive in your day and starting with morning, um, in your morning. So it talks about um, kind of doing, um, there's like a whole different, like first being still, just like breathing. Um, there's like affirmations that you do, some meditation, journaling, exercise. So it's kind of like a series of different things that you just do for 10 minutes. And if you can do an hour before your day, um, but they, I've even shortened it to five minutes each time if I don't have the time or I wake up late. But I've been trying to start my morning with, you know, gratitude, journaling, it kind of gives you all the ones that it kind of tells you and you can kind of have like a system. Um, So that's a book that I've been reading and listening to, they have a podcast too. So I've been listening to some of their um, podcasts and affirmations of, you know, my daughter and I started this morning, like an affirmation, a visualization, like of what you want your day to look like. So it's kind of a nice way to get your mindset. Um, So that would be one. And I just finished the book. I just finished this one. I was on the airplane last week um, when I was teaching. Have you read this one it's called um, the Catalyst How to Change Anyone's Mind uh-huh. um, So it sounds a little weird like I'm trying to change someone's mind but for me you know one of the things that I was looking at is I think balance is so important but you know there's so many um, campaigns through the C- you know the CDC on on fall pre- prevention but people are still falling people are still not doing exercises. so how do we change people's behavior to know that this is important? Um, And pushing people and giving them more research is actually not what you should do. And that's what I want to do, right? I want to show the stats, tell them that this is good for them, but it actually is counterproductive. Um, But showing, so they give you all different tips of what campaigns, like no smoking campaigns, all different things of what worked um, and how to kind of change people's mind. Um, So I I recommend it. It it was a powerful book. I have a lot of notes in it. (laughs) So that was another book.
0: I love this question because I'm like ty- like I'm writing all these books as I'm doing this podcast. It's like, oh my god, now when I'm gonna have time to start reading all these. So it's super exciting. Yeah. How about- I read on airplane. <laughs> <laughs> How about podcasts? You were talking about so,
1: yeah. podcasts. I, I, I listen to a lot more than um probably uh books because that's when I do with my dishes or walk my dog. Um, but so the one podcast I said that if you are interested in the miracle morning, they have a good podcast. Um and another podcast that I really like that I listen to a lot is um, Hidden Brain from NPR. Have you um, listened yeah. to any of that? Uh, yeah. So um, it's an NPR um, podcast. It's called Hidden Brain. And actually, if you're interested, um, some of the science behind my product of doing um, clickers, you know, why am I, why do I have clickers? So there's, they're actually dog clickers that I'm looking at, I looked at because oh, wow. I'm um, If you look at clicker training, so there's a podcast called Everything Clicks on Hidden Brain. So I would start with that podcast if you're interested and it It talks about how they started with animal training from dog to horses, and then surgeons are actually using it to help improve technique. And it's non-judgmental, and there's just different ways of why would you use a clicker? It's not, you know, when you got it right, right? It's a feedback, you know, when you got it wrong versus me um, being saying something and then you're kind of perceiving it a different way as a, a teacher or a student type of um, relationship so there's a lot of research on clicker training so that would be a cool one to and they have I like a lot of their other um, stuff in there too
0: awesome yes so, yeah I, I know what to start listening this weekend when I'm driving around um, you know,
1: I can't think of the name right now and I can tell you later um,
0: one of the doctors a preventative medicine doctor
1: you recommended one that I've been listening to. It's about aging and just on how to, for healthy aging. So I'll look that one up for you too, but that one's another, um, another really good one.
0: Excellent, perfect. You can go ahead and always send it to me and then I'll put it as well on the information. Um, Perfect. Has one question that you wish I will have asked you and that you will be, that you have have answered it. Uh, I think you asked a lot of really good questions.
1: I'd be interested on just for me as a an uh, entrepreneur, a clinician, I guess this kind of goes into one of your questions that maybe I didn't ask that I didn't answer fully that I'm thinking now is sometimes I just went with what I thought was good, right? Like, so I thought people maybe wanted these exercises or needing this. So I developed exercises or courses and I'm actually working, learning from the future now, I'm working with a user experience um, researcher who's interviewing my customers, finding what works for my product, what doesn't work, what people want more of. Um, So I think I would love to know for people who are listening to this, like, what do they want for balance? What kind of exercises, right? What makes it fun? Because I think consistency is key. And we as clinicians can say, we think it's great for you. And this is the science, but if you're not going to do it, it's not going to be helpful. So like, how can we help you and you know if you reach out if someone reaches out to you and then tells me like that's where my brain works on like how do we develop different things to help the people that we truly why we're doing this so i think it would be turning the question back to the audience and back to clinicians to say hey what is for balance we don't want people to fall we my goal is to have a better life right to improve your quality of life continue to do the things you love um, for here in Colorado, people want to hike, they want to, you know, whatever you want to do, travel, but how can we get you there that you will do this on a daily basis? That could be fun. Do you need exercises, videos? Do you need product? What do you need to make this part of your life? So I, I would love to hear from everyone else. That would be my question.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, sometimes um, a lot of our um, oncology patients are like, you know, they just, they go through all these um, treatments and the toxicity of the chemotherapy that that can bring a lot of issues with neuropathy. And they're like, you know, they feel like, well, this is part of my cancer journey, right? I just gonna have to deal with this. And yes, I have tingly sensation and I don't really fit my feet, but I guess that's what the treatment of cancer gave to me and at least I'm still alive. And never occurs to them all the link from all the lack of proprioception to actually put them in a higher risk of falling because their balance diminished until we actually testing their sensation and testing their balance and make them realize how weak they are on their feet because this proprioception is not there. So they're like, oh my God. So again, I try to get more awareness through our medical oncology group to just really, you know, I think that every patient who goes through any cancer treatment should be in PT for rehab. You know, we should be able to, educate them from the beginning you know you're just about to start this type of a uh, toxicity um, that can create issues with either your hearing or your sensation that can get you in trouble so let's get you a baseline measurements to see where you are at now and let's go with you in this journey through all your chemo and even afterward to make sure that we are start to make those changes soon enough and not until they're like unable to get up and they're in a wheelchair because they have like no strength and super you know, great fear of falling. So try to kind of get more awareness out there. So it's not like for the uh, patients who are listening to this or cancer survivors, it's like, you know, it's no, I'm just going to have to deal with this because this is what, you know, the treatment did to me. It's not, it's all about, you mentioned it, quality of life. You know, you want to go back to hiking. You want to go back and do walk on the beach. You want to do whatever you want to do. And it is so much help can be no they can get from us uh from you know products or or therapists like you that really go beyond thinking farther out like it's not just a single leg stand on a pearl bar right but something beyond that so um so yes it is a lot of great things out there for you guys so yeah don't think that this is all is this is it and this is the kind of life you have to live the rest of your life so And sometimes
1: it's just a simple tip, right? Like, so I had a client who felt like they were falling down the hill every time they went down the hill, right? So a a quick um, explanation is if your body is referencing the ground, you're going to follow the angle of the ground versus if you keep your head and your trunk vertical, which references gravity, your inner ear working, then you have better balance. So for us to just train what that vertical reference was... Now all of a sudden the person can hike and they didn't feel like they were gonna fall with their family. And it was just a tip of what they needed to cue, like what they needed to do. So I think um, just know that there's so many tips out there that that can help you. Um, You just have to find like a therapist like Dearly somebody who knows, um, you know, cancer rehab of what um, is affecting you and how to get that better. So I agree. I just, hopefully you can empower people that you can do a lot.
0: Absolutely. Well, Erica, that was awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks. Yeah, and if anybody on my website, it's info at stepinconnect.com step or erica at stepinconnect.com I'm happy to answer any questions if anybody emails me too, if there's anything else. I'm happy to be a resource to you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Have a great evening. Thanks.